The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. January 1st, 2014. A new show is born. Unlike anything else, it will go on to revolutionize true crime storytelling, immersing listeners into the horrors of reality. Its name? Sword and Scale. It's a show that can't be heard just once. This is Sword and Scale Rewind. Hey everybody, welcome to Sword and Scale Rewind. Episode 87. Yeah, baby. I'm one of your hosts, Stephanie Wilder-Taylor. With me is Matt Fondelier. Hey, everybody. Ready to talk about some murder? <laughs> Always. Anyone? Anyone? Always. So this is the podcast. I, I shouldn't have to tell you guys this, but it's the podcast where we recap, we update, we re- plather on, plather on, plather on. We say we say the things that you're thinking, but you don't want to say it. Yeah, but we got we know what you, we know what you're thinking. We're doing a two parter, um, eighty seven, and then we're going to be um, bringing you eighty eight. But they're about the same story. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't yeah. already listened to the actual Sword and Scale episodes, you should do that because you know we're going to be basically sharing our thoughts on that actual episode. Yeah, especially with this one because. Um, the type of case it is, I'm going to play you a few clips and we're going to we're going to talk about it, but you really have to have sort of heard it. This is one of those classic this is a classic sword and scale where there are a lot of really long courtroom scene stuff that is like my favorite thing. Yeah. And what I love about this particular set of episodes is that the entire story essentially takes place over one day at school. And, right. you, you know, it, we're leaving the narrative to flash back and flash forward, but the the core of what happened all unfolds in a very public setting. Some really, really horrific stuff happens. And like you said, it's a, it's a classic breakdown. You really get 
you get the the everyman perspective, some of the people who worked at the school who are just futzing around with computers. And then, you know, right. you also hear from the victims' families. I mean, it's, it's all over the place. Right. So here's what we want you to do. Go turn this, put this on pause. Go listen to episode 87. Take you about, about an hour and then come back. Or you can listen to it in 3X and be done, you know, in like yeah. 32 minutes. You're not going to yeah. understand it, but you can do right. it. All right. Now that you've listened to it, here we go. So this story takes place in a town called Danvers, Massachusetts, which is it's pretty white bread. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like 80, 90 percent white. A lot of white people here. A lot of lobster rolls on those on that bread. We're talking yeah. real white here. Yeah. So and I uh, personally, I do think this this comes to bear in this story and kind of what happened. But um, they start out, Mike starts out the episode with a mom who goes to pick up her daughter and she notices that there's a boy who's changing clothes in this little wooded area outside of school. And she and her daughter, they don't think that much of it until later that night when the daughter tells her mom that uh, there's a kid from school who's missing. And I'll say this is classic Soren scale. As someone who has not listened to the episode, I'm immediately thinking that this mom and daughter, someone is about to die right here in the car. Like the episode's opening with the mom picking up her kid. Right. Clearly the kid's going to get shot right now. And then they're like, nope, they're just just a side character to bring you into this story. So I've listened <laughs> to this episode a lot of times for some reason. And it is funny how, ma- how many like red herrings there are in it's this It's awesome. There's a lot of things that you think are bad for somebody. No. There's not. It's just the I level mean, of paranoia in any given sort and scale episode. And it's the music. Yeah. He plays this music that you're like, am I watching Halloween? Like, sure. what's happening right now? What <laughs> He's just built suspense left and right. Suddenly you're like nervous for no reason. Yeah. And this is absolutely no laughing matter. But school shootings are very much in the uh, public consciousness right now. So when you read the episode description that says this is an episode uh, basically about a violent act at a school – Right. You're on high alert right away. Everyone's right. a suspect. Everyone's a victim until Boudet lays it out for us. Right. But if you've already listened to it, then you know. You know. You know, you know that nothing's happening to this mom and daughter. They're right. just a uh, – but anyway, so the, the daughter tells the mom that someone's missing. And how does she know? Twitter. That's where the kids get all the info. <laughs> she saw someone tweet it out. So the mom does the most totes uncool thing ever – and calls the police. You know mom. the daughter's like, oh my God, mom, what? I'm so embarrassed right now. Yeah. I'm just saying I have a 14-year-old. Sure. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, she's like, oh, mom, that was so cringy. God, why? Everyone's going to think I'm a snitch. <laughs> okay, so, and listen, this isn't fun. We know it's not funny. Again, we're saying the it's things not- that you're thinking, all right? Yeah. We're going to poke a little bit of fun at it's not at the crime that ha- the crime is horrific. And if we don't laugh, we'd be crying right now. And that yes. wouldn't make for good podcasting. I find myself having to repeat. This is my coping mechanism. I, we, yes. I listen to this privately with headphones on and a nice sob to myself. And then I come in here and I try to make it light with you, Steph. Right. And listen, the guy who committed this hor- horrible crime is in jail. This is one that has a good ending in that regard. Yeah, not a great ending, but I mean, 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not I some do. of the times the episodes end, they're like, he raped 20 women and he's back on the streets right now. He's exactly. standing behind you. Yeah. You're dead. But this is not an article about Canada. No. So. <laughs> That's so, true. It's always Canada that that right, happens. Because they let them out. They're Wait. just like, oh, you schizophrenia. Yeah. Cutie. <laughs> get back out there and get rehabbed. So, okay. Okay, he- now. <laughs> okay. So, here's what happens. Meanwhile, a young teacher is also missing. And her friend, who's a fellow teacher, so these are young, this is a young teacher, and then she has a friend who's also a young teacher, has a husband, and the husband and the fellow teacher go to the school to try to find her. Then there's this guy who deals with juveniles at the school. He's like the he's like the resource manager who deals with kids, and he's this guy seems to have like not a lot happening at his job, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like a this white town where like I don't know, not a lot's happening. But he's recently um, set up this whole video surveillance system. The problem is that the computers are really old, and the video surveillance system is new, and the the two aren't con- communicating that well. I think we can all relate to this. Totally. He's probably the most human character in this story yeah. is this poor guy who's just like trying. I try- can't even update try. my Adobe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What do you oh. mean I didn't print? I pushed print. Yeah. I'm standing next to the printer. I'm like, why do I need a new flash player? I don't get it. Yeah. Why Why won't this work? Okay. So uh, <laughs> meanwhile, there's this guy, Captain Ambrose who's a 30-year veteran of the police force, he arrives on the scene. And this guy's right after, right out of Central Castle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After I arrived, I had a brief conversation with Sergeant Stone. I entered to the uh, high school and had further conversation with Officer Baldessari. And where was Officer Baldessari in the building at that time? He was inside on the, uh, f- on the first floor in, in an office area. And is that his office, if you know? Yes, it is. Were you able to see what he was doing? Yes, I did. He was working on the uh, video system for the cameras inside the school. At that point when you first arrived and first made contact with Officer Baldessari, were you able to see any of the video um, from the school at that time? Uh, No, I did not. And why was that? Uh, The system was not working or functioning properly. Uh, It was freezing and Officer Baldessari was trying to get it up and running properly. While he worked on that, what did you go do? While we were speaking, uh, and he was working on that, um, uh, he had informed me that Officer Winneberg was outside uh, walking the perimeter of the high school. And did you then go to the outside area? Yes, we were called by Officer Winneberg that she had uh, discovered something, and she was asking for uh, Officer Baldessari to to come outside to see it. Did she have anything with her? Uh, She was carrying a black purse. Okay. I love that guy. I do too. She was carrying a black puss. Mr. Baldessari. Like he couldn't find a more Bostonian name. I realize yeah. I think he's a voice match. If you remember back, I think it's the episode with Cullen, the hospital guy who's killing people in the yeah, hospital. Yeah, yeah. And it's up to like the detective and Nancy. Right. And they're like, Well, let me tell you, Nancy, there's either either people are drinking poison or people are falling <laughs> on top of poison that's going in the mouth. It's one of those two though. I <laughs> love that guy. I forgot yeah, it's about like that, that guy. Same, that same I love him. <laughs> oh my god, that is so true. Okay, so uh we find out so somebody has found the purse. That's 
Colleen Ritzer. She's the woman who got killed. They found her purse. So uh, the prosecutor, now we're going to talk to the pro- The prosecutor asks, what did, what did they do with the purse? Uh, I picked it up. I pulled it out of the leaves there. I'm trying to determine what it was. Was it just trash or something? And at that point, I yelled over to Todd and Stephanie. They were still within voice distance, and they came back. And at that point, we opened it up and saw, I think it was a pay stub or something, and then that identified that it was Colleen's purse. And to whom, if anyone, did you turn over the purse at that point? The police officer. Where did you go next, Mr. Diaconta? After that, we started walking into the woods a little bit and just looking through the immediate area underneath the tree line for any further pieces of Colleen's clothes or anything like that. And Todd, uh, Mr. Butterworth, uh, called me over and he had found on the ground um, some white gloves that had blood on them, as well as when we looked in the immediate vicinity, there were also some, looked like some paper towels or other remnants, and at that point, we then uh, spoke to, told Stephanie, and um, vacated from the area. Okay, couple things. One, they look at our pay stub. I'm not comfortable with that. (laughs) That is not your business, okay? There's other ways to figure out. Isn't that horrible? That's what I I was like. Well, they went in her purse. They start looking at her pay stubs. Do you think they were like, wow, teacher salary? <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Also, the names. Ms. Butterworth. Yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's Mr. So Butterworth. Todd Butterworth. There's Butterworth. There's Winterberg. There's Baldessari. There's Diaquinta. Mm-hmm. Like, what is happening? I'm just Everybody's glad to know, got a million syllables. I'm just glad Mrs. Butterworth's husband's getting some work. You know, she's not the only one bringing home the bacon. Yeah, exactly. If you're listening to this podcast, then I know that you love true crime. And I also know that you are going to love Hunt a Killer. If you've read every crime book that's out there, you've listened to every episode of Sword and Scale, this is your next step. I joined and it's been a great experience so far. It's basically like a twisted activity book for adults. They send you a monthly subscription. There's photos evidence and it's not like a a stack of papers it's the little details that's what hooks me at least you get the file folders there's different types of paper there's props and like an activity book you kind of pour over all this information and you are communicating with a killer who's dropping clues it's really really interesting and the entire thing is this immersive ongoing mystery from one month to the next I'm definitely intrigued. I got a lot of my coworkers at my day job involved as well. And hey, even if you don't have a lot of coworkers, you can even go online. There's tons of forums. I was scanning through a bunch of that because it's not such a simple mystery to solve. It's going to take you a little bit of time, but that's okay. It's fun solving mysteries. That's why we're doing it, people. Hunt a killer. You got to check it out. And right now, for listeners, you can go to huntakiller.com slash rewind, and you'll get 10% off your first box. This part's crazy. They only accept 200 members per day. So you got to hurry to take advantage of this offer. That's huntakiller.com slash rewind for 10% off your first box. Huntakiller.com slash rewind. See if you have what it takes to get into the mind of a serial killer and solve the mystery. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so then they put the purse back down and they bring in the canine unit. And it's this dog, Falco. I love, I love that we get to know like the canine unit by first name, mm-hmm. Falco. Falco Butterworth. That's a pretty good name. Falco. I like that. Okay, so Falco finds something in a pile of leaves, and it turns out it's soccer cleats and a lady's pair of black flats. Now, this is the dog. I, this is, if I'm remembering correctly, they mentioned that the different dogs are trained to recognize different. Yes. Like there's a dead body dog as opposed to yeah. like a bomb squad dog. That's yeah. very interesting to me. Yeah. I, I'm sure some of those dogs really got the short end of the stick, pun intended there. Yeah. What if they didn't want to like major in, what if they're like, I don't want to be like the sniffing dog. I, yeah. I mean, smells are fine, but they're not as exciting as, well, I guess it's all kind of smells. Listen, I signed up to be a service dog. I didn't <laughs> specify which service though. Right. Like I want to help blind people. Yeah. I don't want to like sniff out nasty smelling stuff. I want to go on a plane. I want to be someone's emotional support pet. What's up? Yeah, Exactly. So, okay, the dog then finds blood-soaked jeans and also a note that says, I hate you all. And then dun, 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 they find a recycle bin. Yeah, that's that's the part. That's the image in my mind that like sort of yeah. encapsulates this episode is this recycle bin that somehow yeah. made it into the middle of the woods. The recycle bin is a big part of the story. Yeah. Okay, so now Captain Ambrose is finally able to start watching a lot of the surveillance camera footage. I guess they somehow figured it out. Yeah, they got like the time codes and they could figure out. I think part of the problem is that they hadn't uh, numbered any of the cameras or labeled where what part of the building that they were videotaping. Right. But some but there were like 144 cameras. Yeah. Somebody could have put a goddamn sticky note on it when they put it on. How hard is that? It's so interesting that 140 – like somebody got the budget approved for 144 cameras, yet they couldn't get a newer computer. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I mean, just, how much is a new Mac Airbook, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> Out of my budget, that's for sure. Yeah, that's true. But they if – the, if you can afford all those cameras, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. But before we can find out what's on the cameras, Colleen Ritzer's body is found in the woods. Okay, now at the same time, Philip Chisholm is the boy that we that was changing mm-hmm, in the, the woods. Of the story. Yeah, and Philip Chisholm's mom calls the police and reports her son missing. So a bulletin is put out, and they start looking for him at nearby malls. Now this is something I hadn't known. Okay, that when a teen is missing, they start, you know, PacSun, Sephora, <laughs> Tilly's, and then they work their way back, which right. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, especially you got to start in the Hot Topic. There's a lot of, you know, golf, dangerous children in those stores. You never know. Yep. And then uh, 
make your way over to the Subway sandwiches. Mm-hmm. In the mall yeah, I was going to say Mrs. Fields, but same idea, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I did think that was weird. They're like, they immediately go to the malls. They're well, like, they I mean, start putting it out at the, I guess they just assume if it, but then like, I feel like, why wouldn't they say like, maybe your kid went to the mall? Like, how about that? Why, why you like, why would they go, okay, we're going to put out an APB and we'll look at the mall. Yeah. Like where do teens go? Where do teens like to go? The yeah. mall. Let's send them to the mall. I feel like this is going to be a problem though, like 10 years from now, because now kids don't, teenagers don't go to the mall. Teenagers just right. stay at home and use Twitter and stuff, paying Bitcoin. Right. Well, then they won't be missing. Well, that's a good point, home. too. I'm just saying if they go missing, right, where, where are right. they going to go look for them? Right. Okay, so the police find out that a body was discovered on the school grounds. So now everyone thinks that it must be Philip, the kid who's missing. Um, so they're very surprised when they spot this kid walking down the street. Out of my right side, uh, I saw a, a black male walking along. He was walking north on the southbound side of the highway. And where was he with respect to the highway? Uh, he wasn't walking next to it. He was off. Uh, there's a section of woods and stone wall. He was off to the right next to the wall. And what, if anything, did you do as a result of seeing that? I actually, I, there's... It just looked out of place to me, so I, I just continued on. I went up over the hill, turned around, and came back. And as I came back, I just kind of glanced to my left, and I noticed that he was walking away from that one farmhouse, and he was continuing to walk along the, uh, the stone wall on the oh no, off the highway as he was going uh, northbound at that point. Okay. And what, if anything, did you do then? Uh, at that point, I called the station to let them know that uh, it just didn't look right. There was something out of place. There was a guy walking along the wood line along Route 1. Okay. So now's going to be the point where Mike Boudet's audience starts calling me a libtard. But <laughs> don't, you <laughs> Do think it. it's weird? don't you think it's weird to say that, like, something just didn't look right? Cause there was a, and he immediately says there's, like, a black guy yeah. walking. Black, black man walking. He's like, I don't know. Something Something's seemed out of place. Here. Well, yeah, because your town is 95% white. But then I'm mad at myself for even saying that because the guy would murder somebody. Right. He was a he murderer. Was. He was dangerous in this right. case. But, okay, so at least they didn't arrest him, though. This was a weird moment for me, too, because up until this point of the episode, they don't, I mean, the race shouldn't really be that important, as we're stating, but they definitely don't mention the race until that moment. And I definitely had that thought, too. When he said it was a black kid, I was like, well... Even if this kid's innocent, he's pretty fucked right now. Like, I just, it's so sad that that's where yeah. my brain went. But they zeroed in on this kid. They're just like, why is he walking? But in this case, in they did town. have every right to be suspicious. But they didn't have they didn't every right to time. be suspicious. Uh, that's that's the only thing I'm saying. That's okay. all I'm I saying. Look, this guy, think this guy is in jail, and I'm glad he's in jail. But while I'm listening to the episode, I'm like, okay. So anyway, he keep going with your libtard that, logic. Go ahead, continue. So that guy doesn't do anything about it, but uh, he, another patrolman from a neighboring town, decides they're all worried about this kid who's missing from this school. So this other patrolman from this other town is like, you know what? I've got one of these thermal things, this this thermal like heat seeking thing that I can find people in the dark. I've seen ghost hunters. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, in my cruiser, so I'm going to help out, and I'm going to go f- try to find the kid. But before he even leaves his driveway, he hears the news that there's a body at the school. 
Okay. Now, he doesn't know that it's Colleen, the teacher. Okay. And he doesn't know that there's a random black guy walking around in the neighboring town. He thinks that the kid who's missing is the body they found. And he thinks that somebody committed suicide. So he goes back to the station. He's just like, well, you're not going to need my thermal thingy now. So I'm just going to go back to the station. But then he hears that there's a black guy walking down Route 1. So he's like, well, let me go see what's going on. We don't see a lot of black guys around this part. Something must be up. (laughs) So he goes to see what's going on and he sees a black male. Well, as I was proceeding to the area, um, when I was driving up the hill southbound, I at the last minute observed a a black male uh, that was at an indentation of the guardrail, um, and it was at the last minute. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, This legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is it just me? I mean... Yes and no. <laughs> That's it's a complicated okay. answer. I I I guess because there he was aware that there was a dead body at the school. So I think just under the guise of any one person walking around at night, regardless of their race, is a little bit suspicious in that small town. Just somebody walking. Yes. And this is a neighboring town though. With the hoodie on and stuff. Was it this is like suspicious looking? All right. Well, so the cops start questioning him. They're like, where are you going? Huh? Eh? Where are you going? Where are you going? What are you doing? And then another officer arrives and is like, hey, 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 you, where do you live? And he says he doesn't have any address and he has no ID. He says he doesn't have any ID. So they stop and frisk him. Stop and frisk. Matt Fondelier, what do you think <laughs> about that? Just to stop and frisk. Next question. Next question. Just stop and frisk. <laughs> and then... Then they find Colleen Ritzer's identification card. So then they're like, what's your name? And he says, Philip Chisholm. So now they know that that's the missing teen. But the cop, in his defense, is excited that he found the 14-year-old. Right. Right? He's like, hello. I'm the hero here. Yeah, I'm about to get a lot of donuts gifted to me. (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to go take him back. 
uh, to to his home, right? To the mom, right. knows that he's missing. But first, he's like, well, "Hey, where'd you get that ID from, Mister Missing Child?" And Philip says, "Oh, I found it at a uh, Stop and Shop." Now, I'm from actually. I used to live in Massachusetts, so um, I actually worked at a Stop and Shop. Really, made sandwiches in the deli. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm very familiar with that. That's sort of like Ralph's is to like us out here. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, and then he says, they're like, well, what do you mean? You, what do you mean you found it at Stop and Shop? And he's like, uh, I got it um, from this lady's car, from a lady's car. So now they take him to the police station. They're like, mm, some stuff's not adding up. And they decide they're going to look through his backpack. He's wearing like a little backpack. I asked him if there's anything dangerous uh, in the backpack that would ca- cause harm to myself. And is that a routine question you ask before inventorying anything? Yes, it is. And what, if anything, did the defendant respond? He stated yes. Now, you had indicated that on the side of the road, the defendant was not making eye contact with you. Is that correct? That is correct. In the station, where was he looking? Looking straight ahead. Um, But he indicated, yes, there was something in the backpack. Is that correct? Yes. What, if anything, did you do at that time? I grew a little more concerned about what was dangerous about it. I put on a pair of gloves, and then it was a like a pull string, so I started inching it uh, open so I could see the inside of the, the contents. And as you opened it, what was the first item that you were able to see and retrieve? A white wallet. And um, what kind of a wallet was it? More of a purse-type white wallet. Did it appear female? I'm not asking you the brand, I promise. Did it appear female? Uh, it appear female, female yes. And um, did you notice anything about the condition of the wallet? Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Okay, so he is, they're kind of joking around there a little bit. Yeah, it was an interesting moment, a little moment of levity in the courtroom. Yeah, because he's like, it was a, you know, female wallet, you know, female. <laughs> and she's like, hey, not that you, uh, you don't know the brands or anything. Well. Uh, there's a multicolored, actually Vera Bradley um, soft <laughs> zippered case. Uh, that I removed. Then there was a uh, white, a uh, blue with white stripe Nike shirt, athletic shirt that was specifically sized large. It said 14 to 16 on it. Oh, hey, Mr. Fashion Plate. Yeah, knows Vera Bradley, Bradley, Vera Bradley. but can't say Nike? Yeah. He Nike. said Nike? Yeah. Vera Bradley, what's going on with this guy in his private life? I love that. He's just like, oh, you know, I mean, it's white. It's a Vera Bradley, you know, Vera Bradley. No, I don't. I had to Google that. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I assumed it was it's a like, thing. That is not a recognizable brand. See, here I am. I'm, I'm just like this He's cop. He's like I, a gooch. Like <laughs> <yeah>. a gooch. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, I had I assumed that that was a, a brand name as well. I'm it was just... like a Louis Vuitton, uh, <laughs> like a... I don't know a single brand. Vera Bradley. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So while, um, so it, it also in the white thing, he finds a box cutter. Yes. And the blade is protruding out and there's blood on it. And the cop says, whose blood is this? Whose and, blood is this? Hey. And Philip says. It's the girls. I don't know if he has an accent. Yeah. It's the girls. So they read him his rights. Yikes. Yeah. And here's the thing. So the defense in this case is going to try to claim insanity 
on the stand and they cross-examine the cop and they ask him over and over about that thing where he wasn't making eye contact and he seemed like he was kind of in a daze. And, uh, you know, I don't know how that proves that he was crazy just because he was kind of in a daze. Yeah, I think they're trying to just start to, I mean, it's all bullshit, but like try to hint at like a cracked mental state and then he kind of just dips in and out. But as we're going to learn in part two, it's a... There's a shitload of planning that went on to this. I mean, I don't know. It's really weird. Here's the thing. We're going to talk about this in episode two, but um, they really try to pin this on the fact that he's 14. So they're really trying to pin this on this like puberty, like this young brain. And in fact, they have an expert that testified uh, on teen decision making And he says that studies show that teens are more susceptible to suggestion, and they compared a teenager's brain to a car in which the gas pedal's down and the brakes aren't working very well. Teens, they say teens' decisions are made on the basis of what will that get me now rather than a long-term view. And that's nice, like, if you're talking about, like, should I try beer? Yeah. But I don't know that that holds up to, like, I think I'm just going to rape and kill somebody. Right. Yeah, there's a whole other uh, disturbed mental state that's happening. Yeah, it's behind called this. the psychopath. Yeah, and this guy is a psychopath, and I don't know how they're going to convince people that, like, you know, teens, these right. crazy teens, they're so impulsive. Yeah, just packing those box cutters and bringing them to school. So, um, I don't know. I thought that was really depressing, and um, the episode ends where they find a lot of evidence on the video footage. That's where it's going to pick up in a couple of days. That's right. Yeah, in three days. The way this all timed out, we couldn't have planned it. No, you can download the very next episode, episode 88. And in the meantime, while you're waiting for it, go listen to episode 88 so that you're totally with us. Yes, and uh, be advised, very disturbing part two when you start to really hear about what this kid did to this teacher. And yeah. It's really sad and disturbing, and uh, it's a case that I shan't forget anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And next week, um, if we have time, if we get to it, I'm going to tell you some other cases where a student killed their teacher. Oh, fun. Look forward Can't to wait that. for that. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so um, rate us on iTunes. Just Just go there and hit five stars. You can do it right on your phone. It would really mean a lot to us. And tell a friend about the show, too. If you know people who are into true crime who maybe have a hmm, dark sense of humor. Yeah. And go on our Facebook um, Sword and Scale Rewind page. Please do. And say hi. And go on our Twitter. I'm at S. Wilder Taylor. I'm at Matt Fondelier. And yeah. uh, hey, if you have an appetite after this, listen to my food podcast. It's called Chef Fondelier. Nice. And uh, Stephanie's on for crying out loud. I sure am. All right. Be careful out there. Look out for monsters under the bed. Who is it whom I address? Who takes down what I confess? Are you the teachers of my heart? We teach old hearts to rest. Teachers, all my lessons done I cannot do another one They laughed and laughed and said Well, child, are your lessons done? Are your lessons done? Are your lessons done?